All right. So for those of you out there in podcast land, I'm sure we've said this before, but we record ahead of time. Yes, we do. We so do. This, this week, April 12th is today. We are recording this episode. But this week, we got a picture, science, quote unquote science, got a picture <laughs> of a black hole. We did. Did you see it? No. I didn't okay. even know this you, happened. You didn't see it? All right. I'm going to bring Rob. this up. I go pop culture incommunicado all the time. And, well, not that, that it was this like is a science decade culture. in the making. Yeah. So I'm going to show you a picture of the black hole. Like they, they had like 10, a dozen uh, uh, observatories uh, look at this like black hole. Petabytes worth of information. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And that is like total a, Sauron. And they literally, they took this information and they, they flew it to other places because that was faster than the internet because it was petabytes of information. Oh, so it was the, the fucking hunks of info were so big that flying it was faster flying than it was, doing Flying it was fast. Yeah. yeah. Part of so it. So they flew from, the and they called it the, the, so the, Yahoo Mail was not something cool something this. array, which makes me scared because that means Borg technology. Yeah, totally. When you say array, I think Star Trek and yeah, Borg. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so that was a. It's funny because that picture when they showed it, I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. But it it looks very. It looks almost exactly like a simulation that they already had. <laughs> Of what they thought it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it does, yeah. No, yeah. The speculation science. Pretty, I mean, it Fucking looks like science. a super angry iris. Yeah. A glowing red it's the eye, eye yeah. that is sucking you in and it's to a little the bit eternal spaghetti-like oblivion. A little bit blurry. Dude, it's 55 like, million yeah. light yeah. years away yeah. or something like that. But we're going to have like a brand new super Hubble up soon. Yeah. It, yeah, even if it's not already, yeah. like they're making like polished mirrors the size of fucking Minnesota now, and they're going to yeah. be able to see like a pimple. Yeah, on but the this, this essentially used the entire Earth as a telescope. Oh, that's it, amazing! Because it used a whole. It used yeah, I was trying to think like all over the globe. See in the oblivion of a black hole, but of course, um, the event horizon is going to be redolent with light. Well, that, because that's that, where all that this was. Fucking uh, that was the theory. Or at least the hypothesis. And there it is. And there it is. Science. Science. Yeah. Science wins the day. Yeah. So before we get started with this week's episode, I posed <coughs> this question. If we can see it, can it see us? No. Of course. Yeah, no. no. The there moment you, you can see anything, it can see you. If you observe it, we'll be able to observe you. No matter how inanimate it is, the moment you can see it, it knows you exist and probably hates you. And it probably is going to come into I your I feel world. like you're right, but then this one, no. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just going to go with my Galactus. I'm calling Be- this my Galactus because theory. we're looking at something that is, has already been is 55 million light years old. So it may be like 44 <laughs> well, million light years old. Well, I didn't, I didn't say it was going <laughs> like, to see us immediately. I mean, it might take some time. Yeah. I'm just saying, look, this is my Galactus theory. Wait, we okay? only got like 6 billion years before Sol blows up and incinerates Earth. So by the time it glances back, yeah. we're already... Fricassee. Oh, so we're like a snack that it wants when it gets to us. If it's the black like, hole, then it, yeah. it's already gone. It's like the other end of the Ponderosa. Not uh, that there's you, anything you really want to eat at a Ponderosa. No, there, there never but is. But by the time you get there, you're like, fuck. Yeah, these tacos look so good from so far away. Oh, they're garbage. <laughs> they're garbage. <laughs> it's going to take 5 million light years, but we'll oh. get there. So basically, uh, the moral story is Earth is taco garbage. There you go. Earth is taco garbage. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Kryptonaut Podcast. I am Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... I'm Crass. And Rob Morphy. Social media is Instas, Twitters, and Facebooks. Hit us up there. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, wow. I drew that out. Um, Rob and Chris are active on the Facebooks, uh, and I'm active on the Instas and the Twitters. Oh, Patreon. 
exciting. Thank we're, you all so very we're much doing for a thing. contributions. We're it's doing huge. a thing. It's, it's awesome to see so many people uh, react to it, and we got a lot of positive feedback, so that's dope. It's patreon.com slash podcast. We got a $1 tier. We got a $5 tier. So give you know give what you can. And uh, we're doing two bonus episodes a month uh, and a couple other special things we're posting up in the feed, so go check that out. And more fancy tiers to come. And more fancy tiers I love, to come. I love to tease them, but, I mean, there's going to be some pretty dope things. Yeah, yeah, we're working on a couple of things there. Uh, T Public, obviously, we got um, some tea, uh, our T Public shop, which is available at our new Vanity URL. Ooh. Vanity. If you visit hellerspace.com, oh, you get redirected to our T Public shop, so it's even easier to get there now. That makes a lot of sense. And really? I just really right. wanted to buy hellerspace.com because you never know. And it's fun. That's it's a, a good, lot more that's fun a good typing buy. that into Google. Solid buy. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, uh, also to our Big Cartel shop. You can check that out. We have some enamel pins and some koozies. Stock is running really low. So if you want to grab something, grab it now because we're going to run out of everything. Almost everything's going to be gone pretty soon. Like the next like month or two, Jeez, so do get it. it while you can. I hope this is like eventually on one of those PBS like antique deals. Like my my great grandmother had this set of wonderfully <laughs> oh. huge Kryptonite pins. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait. In a couple hundred was, years, it will be on. This was before yeah. the Third World War and the Great Robo yeah. Wars. Yeah, exactly. What exactly. are they worth? They were fun. Why did <laughs> they <laughs> like them? Why did they create? Yeah, why did they create these pins so goddamn big? Was this so, a badge so, of honor? So was it to prove you had the strength to carry it? <laughs> Yeah, basically. It's a miniature belt buckle. Uh, So, yeah, check all that stuff out, and that'll be in the show notes. Uh, And this week, Rob sprung this on us as uh, as per usual for Bobby over here. Last minute. Very last second. I actually sent him a text message. I'm like, hey, how's the article coming? I'm going to come pick you up. And he's like, getting into the email right now. And then bing, bing, boom, there it was. That's how I do. So this week, flying blind like we always do, except for two weeks ago when you sent everything early. Thank you. Uh, we're talking about. Yeah, don't get used to that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. That is I so know. the yeah, exception. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be home. Yeah, Chris is going to be drinking at his job. So You're welcome. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking welcome. This week we were talking about the De Silva mystery. Sounds nondescript, doesn't it? Very nondescript. No, it's Sounds a little. Just yeah, like, you hey, don't know. You don't know what a that family means. name. Yeah, and maybe something involved that isn't quite yeah. known. They lost mustard. They did. Yeah, could be. They lost the condiments. The picnic was not the same. Yeah. Is, that, is that like a Grey Poupon uh, trifecta of fuckery or something? Totes. Okay, good. <laughs> In the early 1960s, the lives of a, of a Brazilian father and his young sons would be utterly devastated by a home invasion consisting of a terrifying group of whispering shadows that were conspiring to kill. A pair of oddly shaped UFOs and a fog of noxious yellow smoke from which for one unlucky soul, there would be no return. Oh, that's a little ominous touch. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like we need a crypt keeper voice. I feel like this one should be like the crypto chamber. I know. Exactly <laughs> first one's a terrible <laughs> fucking crypt keeper. Dude, I always do terrible voices. Crypt, you know that. I can't do it. Nobody can. No, that's why I'm not even gonna try. And we, we met that dude too, John. Uh, yeah, he was, it was the was, bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was some weird. shit in the bathroom. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, hey, you, you're the crib keeper. I'm not going to shake your hand because I just took a, you know, I just went to the bathroom. So, but you know, but he was pretty cool. Yeah, and he was, he, yeah, he, he was, was cool he about was me cool. not shaking his hand too. Which I'm like, hey, oh, I'd shake hey. your hand, but I gotta it's, wash it's, my hands. It's, it's called piss room etiquette. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so let's talk about a mystery this week, there, uh, Bobby. Let's do it. All right. South America is quite literally a paranormalist's paradise. Any cryptozoologist would salivate at the prospects of finding a heretofore unidentified species in the nearly impenetrable forests, rivers, and lagoons of the Amazon basin. Oh, all right. Black lagoon. I love lagoons. Based on a real story? Black, blue. Is it? I don't care. 
It absolutely is. All right. And someday we'll talk about it. All right, cool. Ufologists marvel at the sheer magnitude of reported UFO sightings, as well as the unprecedented numbers of close encounters that have emerged from the region. While folklorists could literally spend their entire career chronicling all of the strange creatures and supposedly sinister spiritual beings that dwell in the caves, jungles, and back roads of our southern sister continent. But while that secretive land is riddled with unsolved mysteries, there is one enigma that is unique in that it seems to embody elements of cryptozoology, ufology, and possibly even the paranormal. Oh, we're going deep with this one, We're We're going going deep? deep. All right. It's a mystery that began nearly 60 years ago. Located in the south-central portion of Brazil is the state of Minas Gerais. I think I'm saying it right. I never know. All right. While the territory's capital city, Belo Horizonte, can lay claim to its own notorious and ostensibly extraterrestrial happenstance with a trio of cycloptic goliaths, the more rustic region of Duas Pontes was the purported epicenter of an altogether more horrifying and and ultimately heartbreaking chain of inexplicable events. Now, our listeners probably know the Belo Horizonte. They really are one-eyed giants. Another day. Okay. We're going to go much more rural and a lot more harrowing. All right. Sharing a rundown shack with his three sons, 12-year-old Raimundo, 6-year-old Fatimo, and 2-year-old Derso was an impoverished diamond prospector named Rivellino Mafra da Silva. Rivellino's wife had passed away the year before, leaving this rare gem collector in the precarious situation of being both the sole provider and single parent to his family. Rivellino was by all accounts a loving father, but despite his many virtues as a parent, he was barely able to eke out a living at his chosen trade, thus obliging his family to live in abject poverty. Yeah, how do you become a rare gem collector? And, and like, how, I mean, par- actually, how apparently bad do you back have then, to though, be like, to like, be basically living in a one-room shack? Yeah, really, but I mean, that's got to be a hard gig. It's... Like, I mean, unless you're just mining all day, but like, I, I, one how time, many do you got to get? I, I, you guys yeah. know the story, and I'm not going to digress too far, but... I, I wrote a screenplay you did. Uh, about the oh, autobiography yeah, yeah, yeah. of right, yeah. a man, Ishii Hayata, who became the world's largest emerald exporter. Mm-hmm. And he started off as a guy in Colombia, a Japanese man who uh, immigrated to Colombia and just like, you know, they called them, you know, just, you know, emerald cowboys, basically. I, right. I don't know the translation. Um, and, and they would just go into the the quarries and whatnot with their pickaxe and their gun and they would try to eke out whatever kind of a living they could getting whatever gems they could find and then shooting their way out of jams and he did this with such dedication until eventually he became a multi-millionaire and super successful at it yeah so what i'm thinking is what what rivellino is doing is that he's probably going into these really harsh terrains right i mean it it doesn't seem like it's like a really highly organized thing like south africa's blood mines or Mm -hmm. whatever where you know where you get like a rectal exam every time your shift is over to make sure you haven't smuggled anything out from right i think it's like every man for himself and apparently his luck is not Super good. All right. Well, respect. This guy lost his wife, which is, you know, sad and terrible. The kids yeah. lost their mom, but this guy is hitting the streets and getting it done. And, Collecting and, and in South America, you just... You, you do you, it. You work the ground. You see what it. happens. All right. As destitute as they may have been, the boys loved their father and were seemingly content with their humble lives. Lives that would soon be shattered by a series of unfathomable incidents that, just a year after the untimely death of their mother, would leave their family in fucking shambles. Oh, man. This is going to oh, get like Fucking super, shambles. Gonna be, well, no. No, I lied. 
No, all right, good. It's good, gonna thanks. be it's gonna be hugs right, and good. popcorn. Yeah, it's gonna you, be you love know, all around. You know, I you you, you know. No, you no. know. He wouldn't say shambles. It's shambles. <sighs> shambles sure. is like the worst. I know, really, it is. Terrible. It is shitty. Okay, all right. Well, let's. <sighs> the first of the events in question took place on the evening of August seventeenth, nineteen sixty-two. Rivellino was making his way down a dark path that led to his home when he noticed a strange commotion in the garden next to his house. This concerned the man not only because his children were alone inside the house, but because his neighbors had recently reported a spate of animal thefts, including two cows, six pigs, and no less than, and oh no more than, God. 17 chickens. Oh, man. How All do you right. steal a chicken? 17. I, mean, I guess it's a lot easier than a so fucking no less cow than or a 17. pig. I mean, a cow or a pig, you can like walk on a leash, but a chicken, that thing's going to move. You gotta snag a chicken. You gotta almost like RKO it. You this gotta like you gotta fuck it up. I wonder if this is like random, you know, early chupacabra attacks that really have nothing to do with the it's greater events. Homeless, hungry uh, people. It was mentioned in the research, so I mentioned it okay. to our listeners. There is not necessarily a direct connection, but you understand why Rivellino's like hyped up. Like people well, yeah. are stealing shit. Right. All he's got is he, a horse. Yeah, he hasn't got a lot. And so. three kids. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, that shit's gonna concern he you. He can't be having no, that shit go missing. Not at all. All right. As the prospector cautiously crept toward the scene, he was able to make out the distinct forms of two strange, small humanoid beings that he would later describe to his colleagues as dwarves. Okay. Fucking dwarves. Uh, okay. okay. All right. Well, I'm assuming Lord of the Rings style, but I I don't know. I mean, it could be little people, but okay, we'll see. Well, yeah, or they could be. That's I've kind also, of the same thing. But here's the thing: I've also heard them described as. Um, Fully grown adult humans. Okay. Not in any way, you know. Right. You know, like biologically proportionate. Right. But just very tiny. Miniatures. Yeah. Okay. All right. These dwarves were less than three feet in height and were evidently burying or perhaps digging something adjacent to the house. And when they noticed the anxious homeowner, they seemed just as startled by his presence as he was by theirs. Uh, see, that's weird, because then they notice you, you notice them, and you're both like, like oh, it's, what, what? Yeah, it's yeah, what like, do you do? Uh, and why are you digging next to my fucking... This you, is my garden. I mean, again, I don't want to be the guy, because I'm not that guy, but do you size it up? Well, you got to. You got to. I mean, your your kids are in they're, the house. They're digging, and they're small. So are they, you, you are know they, you got they, the high ground. Are they looking to steal your crops, <laughs> or are they looking to bury something by your house that's just as shady? All right. All right. I mean, ask questions first and kick later, but I'm just saying. You know what? He didn't get a chance to do either. Okay. Continue on, Robert. Within seconds, the diminutive creatures abandoned their suspicious work and dove into a wall of nearby shrubs. Before Rivellino could take chase, a bizarre red glowing object with a tall domed centerpiece and a large flat lip that ran around the base emerged from behind the bushes. Oh, they have tack? They have tech. Oh, no. Everyone has tech. The perplexed prospector stared at what he described as a glowing red hat for the split second it hovered before shooting off into the night sky. Was it like a little miniature UFO? It's a little miniature UFO. It's a mini tail. Oh, red, no. super domed. I see it like a, like a really high top derby. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But in my head, proportionately, these, these, these little humanoids that he came across would probably not fit into this thing. You know, that's interesting. 
it doesn't seem like they could based on the fact, unless it was yeah. a very large hat. The problem was, was like right, right. there is no specific size given. Okay. Yeah, it right. just as a shape. So, so you, you is it this... TARDIS-like in that it's bigger right. on the inside? Was it was it like twenty-seven feet by thirty-two? We've we, had we to, just don't yeah, know. I, I don't Alien know. ships always have weird dimensions. Like, well, it was eighteen feet wide and you know two well, feet tall. Well, because they like, never they're not there to measure them. Right. It's not like right. they're like hey. Yeah, I've never read the <laughs> account where the guy is like the fucking measuring tape out and he yeah, has no. the time to like well, really you know, walk around. We, we know these things are going on. Keep a goddamn tape measure in a flashlight with you. Would yeah, think. But, but yeah. they're never there to do it. Like it's always it's usually in a sky. Well, sometimes okay. it's landed, but, but but they can't. Let's not like they walk up to it and like, right. Can you guys hold Unless on a second? Unless there's space involved, then they walk up, chuck rocks, exactly. deal with force oh. fields. Sometimes you have a zip line into it and you oh, get pancakes. We haven't talked oh, about that. Oh, we haven't oh, talked about that. Oh, stop it, Chris. You're giving away all secrets. Right. Shut up. In this case, <laughs> all we know it's a red hat. Okay. We're not sure of its size. All right, cool. And it flew off into the sky. In the days that followed, the astonished and anxious Rivellino would regale his friends with tales of the strange encounter, but there is no way he could have anticipated that this brief run-in with the unknown would pale before an episode that would soon clench he and his family in the night-long grip of mortal terror. Oh, oh mortal terror. Taste the horror. The worst. The eve of August 19th, 1962 began like any other, with the De Silva family settling down early in the common room for a good night's sleep. But the events that followed would be anything but ordinary. Not long after the family bedded down, the eldest son, Raimundo, the 12-year-old as you might recall, mm -hmm. awoke in a cold sweat due to the ominously hushed voices that seemed to be coming from inside the room. Oh, that's not That's good. never a good way to wake no, up. No, whispers aren't good. Even when my kids come in my, my, my bedroom, they're like, Dad, I'm like, stop! Talk in a normal voice. Uh, yes, yeah, you that, will be that, adopted. This is why you don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that in my life. Dad, it's it's horrible. I got a poop. I'm like it's three in the morning. Who poops at three in the morning? I don't like hearing birds in yeah, the morning. True. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> like, shut I mean, up. Scared me. Kind of yeah, my daughter poops at weird times. What are you gonna do? When he opened his eyes, Raimundo saw a trio of oddly shaped inhuman silhouettes gliding across the wall. He pushed his brother Fatimo to wake him, but found that he too was already staring wide-eyed at the shadowy apparitions that were slithering across the room. Oh, it's creepy. At least you're not alone, but it still sucks. Well, when you both see it and you're like, you see that, you see that, I see that, I see that. That's happening. Then you're like, shit, we're, it's on. The boys stared at the weirdly whispering shadow-shrouded fiends for what they said felt like a long time. Both were convinced that whatever they were staring at was also watching them. Creepy. That's the feeling you're going to get. We were talking oh, about it earlier. The Eye of Sauron. Yeah, there you go. When you see the black hole. Finally, the boys broke the standoff and crawled across the room onto their slumbering father. He woke with a start, and he and his son stared in dismay at the small, black, shapeless things that seemed to both float and surge across the walls and floorboards, creaking as they went. Mm. They have no substance. They're shadows. Right. They but can fucking they creep they do. people. They are... They clearly do. The unknowable? All right. The They're Lovecraftian? Yeah, all right. Oh. It's icky. It's gross. When, it can, when it's floating yeah, and you think, is, this, is, 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 is the moonlight like reflecting something against the wall? And they're whispering, but then, too. But then you see, and then they're whispering. Yeah. Being dicks about it. Yeah. Mm. Creepy. Don't care for these things. Not at all. <laughs> it's hard not to imagine Rivellino holding his boys tightly as he led them in the Lord's Prayer in hopes of expelling these unholy visions from their modest home. 
In a move that would shake even the most faithful, the whispering voices that emerged from the undulating entities began to mock the family, claiming that their prayers were in vain. Oh, so now these things are intelligent and they're communicating. Well, they're already whispering. And, yeah, and, but I mean, if, if they're like, oh, look what you're doing, good luck. Well, yeah, wait, are they being assholes about it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're like, oh, fuck your shit. Yeah, basically. They are mocking the family. <laughs> fuck your Claire, shit. Yeah, really? fuck your prayers are Seriously? in vain. Well, because I didn't know if it was wow. like in a religious context or not. That's why I well, said yeah, fuck mocking, your shit. mocking them in vain, yeah. Well, but, okay, well, that doesn't... <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. There is no direct quotes, so I can't give you guys that's, direct that's quotes. That's why I okay. said fuck your shit. Here, here's what's saying. It's a generic term. Fuck your shit. The entities went on to say <laughs> that their words would not prevent them from doing whatever they desired to whomever they desired. That, oh, that, no. That, that's why Wait. it's legit what I said. All right, say it again. All right. We missed it. We're yeah, having a fun time. Giggling fun time while this fucking <laughs> no, family's ever, in mortal Everybody terror. heard it. it was... All right. Say it again for my sake because I was too busy watching Chris laugh. <laughs> the entity said <laughs> okay. that their words would not prevent them from doing whatever they desired to whomever they chose. Ooh. It, right. All right. So, so what I said was legit. So, here, yeah. so it's all fucked up. So you, again, you got these kind of indefined, ill-defined shadow fucks roaming around your fucking room, <laughs> doing doing whatever they're doing. Fox. And then when you're you know praying to God for help, or, which is you, a reasonable or, or response, whoever, like, right? But in this case, they're Catholics. Okay. So they're they're praying to you they're, know they're Yahweh possibly. and Jesus, right. maybe Mary, and uh, and and these things are like. <laughs> Fuck off. Wasting your breath. Your words. That's, that's what I'm saying. Away. And that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, no, that's creepy. They... Especially if they're, and they are right. a family of faith. All right. Undiscouraged or perhaps unsure what else to do, <laughs> Rivellino ignored the contemptuous creature's comments and maintained his invocations, imploring God to jettison these diabolic beings from his house. When the first faint beams of sunlight began to streak over the horizon, the slippery scoundrels slid toward the front entrance way. Oh, gross. They slid? That's what they kept saying. Sliding, slid. gliding. Oh, weird. Oh, just that's they, what they do, they I guess. using all of these adjectives that just imply... Gross. Sick. Slippery, yeah. slidey. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, okay. who the fuck knows? As the inconceivable entities either slipped under or passed through the closed door... It would be Raimundo who would forever remember the last overlapping words uttered by the terrible hissing voices. And these words were, This one looks like Rivellino. We must destroy him. Kill the father. Oh, what? And you know what? The way I hear it, I didn't do it any justice. You, you just hear this like gravelly, nasty yeah. ass, like the whispers over. Like, Do you remember like those little dwarves in uh, was it Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? Like the tiny little goblin things in the original made-for-TV movie, they actually remade it. I don't know, about 10, 15 yeah, years ago or know, something. But uh, but basically, this woman inherits an old house, and there's little tiny, but much scarier than Ghoulies or any of the the bullshit from the eighties. This is like a proper made-for-TV seventies <clears throat> horror show, maybe right. early eighties, and uh, and they were ter- and they would like talk about killing her and things like that. It was just Weird. bad. All but right. anyway, this is what it reminds me. These things are calling the father out. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, no, this this seems like a targeted. Well, yeah, they, they obviously a, a know. deal. Yeah, right? it really does. It's not like hey, look, we, we got to kill you. Person, like, no, yeah. hey, this look, one looks the, like Rivellino. Yeah. Right. Hey, look, Rivellino. We got. We, we must gotta destroy, do it. destroy him. Or no, we kill then him. We, kill we the father. Yeah, kill the father. Kill the father. So it's a time, it's a time thing. Like yeah. we, okay. 
All right. Well. We detect this guy. We have to kill the father to make this not exist. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. A Back to the Future angle. Oh. That seems who, to be like a, from the photo? A, a time thing. Oh, yeah, it could be. Timey wimey. All right. Then, with the breaking of dawn, the hideous shadows and their ghastly sounds were gone. The terrified family remained inside. They would continue their prayers until sunlight flooded the room, finally banishing the last traces of the horrors that had infiltrated their once safe and happy home. And that's it. It's all over. Oh, wait. Oh, oh <laughs> wow. No. Wow. No. You think it's good? Because that's, that's the end of the horror film. Wow. There you go. Scummy yeah. little lumps. Yeah. No. Hanging out it in your is, house. But it's not the day no more. Knocking your prayers. Cliffhanger Bobby. He's Sunlight back. Sunlight comes in. You're like, oh. Oh, it's over. Oh, it's yeah. good. Oh, Horror is over. Oh, no. The only thing that could make this more ironically sweet is if one of them said, it's finally over. Yeah. We're really. safe. Yep. Because that's the thing when an asshole says it. Yeah. They're so done. It's yeah. done. It's over. And then Leatherface is chasing you down the, the road and you got 16 jump the Fridays. Oh, lumpy little Jason's. 16 Fridays. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of which, this week I spent most of the week watching uh, uh, Jason or uh, Freddy versus Jason. Why would you do that? Really? Because well, I'm a glutton for punishment. But I mean, most of the week. That's I mean, a, that's that's a long, we went to the movies to see that. We did. We went, me, Remember you, the kids you, in front of us? Like, yeah. This is Guy and he's got like claw hat remember yeah, the kids was, and they had no idea yeah, they, like, had, they, no had no, they yeah. didn't know yeah they, they didn't seem to no know who clue. the people were and then were. at one point wasn't it the, how funny there, that that's your first introduction to Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger yeah they, they had no clue and then there was also one who was like get up come on you gotta get up get up fucker get up and I'm like does he think this is commentary on like a UFC <laughs> fight or something yeah. like this has been predetermined good sir god bless him though yeah, he, he was, was all, he was all mad that like that Freddy wasn't getting up I'm like okay well there you go Wow. Friday, come God on. bless him. Yeah. All right. So Friday versus Jason decide what's going to happen next, Robert. Bad things. I oh, assure you. Oh, God. God more. Did I not mention shambles? You did. You did. I thought I did. Okay. Well, I thought yeah. it was over. No. Okay. No, the shambling has just begun. Oh, the shamble. With the dawn came the hope of a reprieve from the horrors they had endured during that long and hellish night. Little could this faithful family have known that the worst was yet to come. Mm. Renowned Brazilian ufologist Olavo T. Fontes, or Fontes, Fontes maybe, served as the regional correspondent for Jim and Coral Lorenzen's Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, excuse me, the APRO, which is super famous and existed, I think, in the 90s. We've talked about them before, yeah. Uh, Which was established in 1952 for the purpose of investigating and reporting contacts with UFOs and their occupants. It was Fontes who began collecting newspaper clippings of the events that transpired at the De Silva home, forwarding them to his American counterparts. And it would also be from Fontes' translations of said articles that we get the quotes from young Ramundo. So from now on, we'll have an occasional quote. It all comes from his all research. Because right. yeah. tons of... This became a phenomenon. This isn't one of those like little-known things where... Right. Like maybe one newspaper printed it, and it's like the Weekly World News of fucking South Korea, and it's all dubious. This was right. massively covered. All right. With the unspeakable things apparently having been driven away by the combined disinfecting powers of prayer and sunlight, it's hard to tell which oh. really did it. Yeah. Was it the science of sun? Was it the power of God's love? Was it, was it the one-two punch? Was it an uppercut and a fucking light? Yeah, always seems to shot? do it though. That's the deal. Well, I mean, it's good on molds. And yeah. spores and yeah. fungi. Yeah. So, you know. Spangler. 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 I know. You, <laughs> yeah. you know that's invoking. Yeah. Rest in peace. Raimundo 
took it upon himself to be the first to leave the now tainted hovel in order to help his family make their escape, in his own words. In the morning, still afraid, I had the courage to go outside to get my father's horse. Ballsy. Like, good job, Ramundo. I wouldn't have had those kind of... He's like like, like 12, right? Yeah. Yeah. A tough 12. That's a man right there. There Before he could make it to the animal's stall, the child was stopped dead in his tracks by the sight of what was to him an utterly perplexing pair of floating, rounded, mechanical objects that were roughly 16 inches in diameter each and hovering a little ways beyond the door at the height of approximately three feet off the ground. Raimundo later told the police what he saw. I sighted two balls floating in midair side by side about three feet from the ground, one foot from each other. They were big. One of them was all black, had a kind of had a kind of irregular antenna-like protuberance and a small tail. The other was black and white with the same outlines. Hmm. Okay. So what we have are just basically rounded things with an antenna. Weird a tail tail yeah. things. Okay. One's all black, one's black and white. But they're two 16-inch uh, diameter balls yes. floating. Okay. All right, weird. Though nearly silent, the oddly fish-like objects, I couldn't help but thinking about robot fish when I, when I read this, just like the weird tail, the okay. round bodies. That's just me. It is. The oddly fish-like objects emitted a soft buzzing resonance and seemed to show evidence of a fossil fuel-based propulsion system that apparently kept the machines aloft with short controlled bursts according to Ramundo. Both emitted a humming sound and appeared to give off fire through an opening that flickered like a firefly. It got like a little combustible so a little engine just, in there? Psst, like right. little flames coming out of the huh. bottom. Weird. Just okay. odd. All right, okay. Being illiterate and from what was then an extremely isolated region, Ramundo and his brothers were utterly unfamiliar with even the concepts of flying saucers or extraterrestrial visitors. What Ramundo what did know, however was that after his family's petrifying night-long vigil against the amorphous home invaders from hell, he was unprepared to deal with this new enigma alone, and would, and with what was almost certainly a fear-cracked voice, he shouted for his father to help. Okay. Rivellino burst out of the house and courageously stepped between his eldest his eldest son, and the mysterious mechanisms. Though undoubtedly filled with dread, the man of the house admonished his sons not to approach, then blessed himself and began to make his way toward the objects while loudly reciting the same prayers that had helped preserve them through the previous night. He's a man of faith. Okay. He's going to ask God for some help. Boys, get behind me. I'm heading towards the fucking... Yeah. Robot sharks. It worked once, it'll work again. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Rivellino's young sons stared in stunned silence as their father made his way closer and closer to the monochromatic machines. When he got within six feet of the devices, Raimundo recalled what happened next. At that moment, the two big balls merged into each other. There was only one now, bigger in size, raising dust from the ground and discharging a yellow smoke which darkened the sky. With strange noises, that big ball crept slowly toward my father. That is a fucking dramatic change of events. Yeah. They First off, two things merging. Merging to one. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, sucks. sucks. That, that sucks. always sucks. Yeah, not good. And then 
It starts up its own little fucking dust devil cyclone. Right, not good. All right, and it's so profound it apparently darkens the sky. Really bad. Which is real bad. And then it's it's pissing yellow fucking vapor. Yeah, this is going nowhere. It's good. just the trifecta of shitberg. Yeah, it is. This is nobody it. needs this. No. Bad day. At this point, Raimundo seemed to think that his father had fallen into some kind of trance due to the fact that he made no effort to escape the now swiftly approaching gaseous object. Perhaps Rivellino had fallen prey to a subsonic tranquilizer, or maybe he had just been paralyzed by the ga- gas itself. Whatever the reason, he was quickly cloaked in a miasma of the jaundiced vapor. Panic-stricken, Raimundo charged into the haze to retrieve his padre. He described the scene. I saw him enveloped by the yellow smoke, and he disappeared inside it. I ran after him into the yellow cloud, which had an acrid smell. I saw nothing. Only that yellow mist around me. I yelled for my father, but there was no answer. Everything was silent again. Oh, man. Then, as abruptly as it began, the bizarre incident came to a close, according to Raimundo. Then the yellow smoke dissolved. The balls were gone. My father was gone. I want my father back. Oh, Jesus. The father disappeared? Uh, father disappeared. What? He just laughed. In a puff of noxious yellow shit fucking smoke. Okay. Oh, okay. Dude, all right. Uh, well, it's just a, it's a bad day. All right, it's now, a bad day for the decision. Okay, family. this isn't good. This is officially shambles. You know, oh, yeah. now this is shambles. I didn't realize the father was. We're gone. officially hey, in okay. shambles. You know, uh, that day doesn't get any better because oh. you're wondering. Okay, all right. I, well, well, a lot Jesus. of this is going to be human induced shit. Okay, but it's still we're going to round it up and then we're going to like get into our all right our normal theorizing. All right. Springing into action, the terrified Raimundo liberated his father's horse and made his way to the nearest neighbors in search of help. It wouldn't be long before the police became involved in this mystifying missing persons case. When the Brazilian authorities arrived at the scene, they were understandably skeptical about the story told to them by the boys, and with no evidence to go on save for a few scant drops of blood that were allegedly discovered outside of the De Silva home, they decided to take the children in for questioning. Hmm, okay. The officer who was placed in charge of the investigation was one Lieutenant Wilson Lisboa, the then chief of the Diamantina Police Station, which is the region that Duas Pontes fell into. Mm-hmm. After, he inf- after he was informed that the search dogs were unable to find any trace of Rivellino and that the Diamond Prospector's friends and co-workers insisted that he had no known enemies, he became convinced that Raimundo and Fatimo had conspired to murder their father. Fuck. Oh, Presumably, man. two-year-old Derso would have been in charge of disposing of the corpse. Oh, Jesus, nice. <laughs> way, way to bring the two-year-old into Perfect. this. Perfect. Yeah, really. Why, after losing their mother the previous year, a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old would want to make themselves make themselves wards of the state was something that Lieutenant Lisboa never opined about. Nor was there any suggestion as to why he believed they would choose to tell such a patently absurd story as their alibi. But while we may never know what Lisboa's motivations were in accusing the De Silva children of murder, the traumatizing methods he employed to extract their confession were well reported. Oh, no. The first ill-conceived attempt was made when the lieutenant summoned the boys' parish priest, Jose Avila Garcia, to question them. 
Being a man of the cloth, Father Garcia had no difficulty believing that demonic shadow puppets had infiltrated their home only to be dispelled by the power of prayer, but he drew the line at a fume-belting mini-UFO abducting one of his flock. Oh, so that, that, that was too much. Oh, that was, yeah. That was oh, the bridge yeah. too far. Gotcha. The yeah. demons and, and the Adam and Eve is fine. Perfect. Fine, but you got a, a UFO, a little miniature UFO with dust disintegrating people? Silly Can't have it. shenanigans. Okay, well, well. Despite threats of diabolical torture, eternal hellfire, and the vow that if he lied, he would never be reunited with his mother in the afterlife, Raimundo steadfastly refused to recant even a word of his testimony. It all it all happened as he said it did. Christ, they fucking, that's what they threatened him with? Well, what are priests going to do? That's, that's Yeah, that's what they you, do. Oh, that's right. Kinda. You're a recent Catholic, aren't you? I'm not a recent you, you Catholic. You became a Catholic just to get married to a Catholic. Yeah, well, yes. My wife is Catholic. When I am you, not. When you raised in the pit, son. I lied. I wish I could do a good Irish brogue here. I, I lied to become a Catholic. And you have two beautiful children and a wonderful wife to show for it. Thank you. I, I do. I, I Yes, indeed. You became Catholic for all the right reasons. I did. Well, I mean, I'm not, but, you know. No, no, but you are. Pay the price. <laughs> know your heritage. Pay, pay the price. Pass the coin to the toll. The pay the toll. The next tactic My was even bad. more appalling. As Lisboa brought in a psychiatrist by the name of Dr. Joao Etunes de Oliveira to interview the boys. When they refused to budge on their story, the officer then had a sheet-covered cadaver rolled into the inter- interrogation room from the morgue. What the fuck? Be, um, well, why? Because... because there's no rules on what you can do to children in fucking Brazil in so, 1962. This is getting creepy. It's shitty. Okay, yeah. Fuck this Dr. Oliveira told the weeping boys that they had found their father's corpse and that they should stop lying and just confess to the crime. Jesus Christ. So they're claiming that this random morgue corpse is their is dead, dead dad? Yeah, oh no, my god, what the fuck? No. I know, I told you the day didn't get any right. better. Shambles. You're Jesus. right. You're shambles. right. Total You're shambles. Right. Right. My god. Between sobs, Ramundo insisted that everything they had told the police was true and that if the authorities had found his father's body, it was because the apparatus had somehow returned with it. Following Raimundo's emotionally brutal interrogation, Dr. Oliveira gave this quote to the press, who were becoming increasingly obsessed with the bizarre case, stating, I do not wish to discuss the case further. The facts are beyond my competence. But I tell you that the boy is normal, and he is telling what he thinks is the truth. After you make the lie detector as a fucking corpse yeah, tongue, Mister Dad, I, I don't even know what yeah, you do. Well, what the you should fuck? be disbarred or excommunicated or whatever the fuck you do to a doctor. I know I was just talking about fucking lawyers and fucking priests at that point, but whatever you do to make a doctor not a doctor because you did the shittiest thing to a suffering no, child. No, no, yeah, no. Well, not yeah. all lawyers because our lawyers actually really cool. I just said I just said the wrong word with disbarred and excommunicated. Okay, I just don't fine. know what Sorry. The I just word didn't is want you doctors. to put lawyers in the same pit. In what world was I disparaging I all lawyers? I'm just making sure because our wow. lawyers might listen to this. I... Our, our lawyers. Our, our, our lawyers. Our, our, our lawyer. Would our lawyers do this to a small child? <laughs> no, Random not cadavers at all. And fucking no, no. torturous hellfire. And by lawyers, we mean we have two or three friends that are lawyers that occasionally give us business advice. Bless their hearts. 
we uh, we approach them with the and sales. Can I be sued for doing this? <laughs> and then they Often. generally protect us. So thank to you. To make matters more confusing, Father Garcia returned to the chief's office to inform him that his dear friend Antonio Roca had been fishing in the Manso River close to Duas Pontes at about 4 p.m. on the 19th when he was shocked to see a pair of ball-shaped objects flying in a circular pattern at a low altitude above the De Silva house. We have some corroboration Independent here. corroboration. Oh. All right. No. Full name, priest supports it. There you go. The okay. priest that was just promising dancing with the devil yeah. and fucking yeah, nipples like, pierced with pitchforks. I don't if like you, this priest at all. With no additional clues and the only two viable eyewitnesses giving identical accounts, Lisboa was at a loss as how to proceed and had no choice but to put what little information he had managed to glean about the mysterious disappearance of Rivellino da Silva with the rest of the cold case files. To this day, the fates of the da Silva children remain almost as much of a mystery as the whereabouts of their father. One can only hope that they were taken in by a kindly relative and spent the remainder of their days in relative peace. But it is difficult to imagine that sleep ever came easily after their nightmarish showdown with the unthinkable unknown. <sighs> the unthinkable, Man. which is the people in, like you yeah. said, the, oh, peop yeah. no. the people induced. The authorities uh, did yeah, not really. sweeten the No, deal. no. Like that's, the adults yeah. in there, like, I don't even know what, like, first off, losing your mom that young. Apocalypse. It's pretty terrible. And you're yeah. living, you know, at destitution's door, uh, you know, hand to mouth probably. You yes. know, fishing in the old Manso River just to get dinner, probably going the hungry deal. as often as you're not because your dad's finding a diamond every three years or whatever. Yes. A baby diamond at that. And 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 but you know what? Right, you've right. got love. You got love and you've got faith. And yeah, then all of a sudden yeah. you've got these fucking filthy little tar balls of, yeah i don't of, even of know apocalyptic yeah. hate crawling into your home yeah and and floating around and slithering and creaking on the floorboards and saying your prayers are useless you're wasting your breath right. do whatever we want yeah i mean saying your name telling for, you it's for useless. the cops to get this type of missing persons report and be told this story i can completely understand how they you shouldn't would... have to believe it well, you, you could easily look at the kids and be like, well, these are obviously our suspects. But 12 and but 10. That's the thing is their age would make me automatically think like. Which is to say, I mean, 12-year-olds have killed. Yeah, but how that. is a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old going to take care going to do that to, their, their, to a, their father? Like, and not saying that it's, I'm, I'm talking physically without there being any evidence. There was some blood. Right. Which made me think, okay, maybe. Drops. Maybe true. A few scant drops of blood. True, which, true crime angle. I mean, if their dad was sleeping, whatever, the kids could totally probably fucking smash his head or whatever, but there'd be more blood. Now, could, could a 12-year-old or no. a 10-year-old, if they say had a horrible abusive dad or whatever, could they have conspired to and probably successfully killed them in his him in his sleep? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally. But could they have done it with like three drops of what may have been blood? I mean, who knows what passes yeah. for forensics in '62 at that right. point? '62 is not. Yeah. Um, uh, that's kind of the issue too. Is a time that we're working with. Yeah. There's not a lot of tech there. No, not a lot so, of tech. But but I just don't think they could have concealed the evidence of a all right so say it's a suffocation right and they drag him to the river well all right maybe there's a chance that the, the came and get him or who the fuck knows There'd still be tracks of them dragging them or moving think. them or something yeah but yeah. they might not be looking for that at that time either right possibly but we, we say that but there's like this this thing created like swirly dust devils right if it if it really happened. But we have years of law and order behind us yeah we do that's what yeah, i mean so. so it's it's hard to say like well they clearly be looking for this and like, like well, not clearly we're, we're, we're talking about two illiterate 
kids that, I mean, it doesn't say specifically, but you can almost assume they probably never went to school. Right. They probably worked no. the land or whatever. And it seems like if their father was abusive, it would have probably come up in the investigation. I'd, people, well, the, you would think well, people here, would. Here's you know. the thing. Um, I well, mean, his, his would, friends they came forward, sent something maybe um, to say, you know, that they got along famously as a right. family. Now, maybe they were trying to protect their friend Rivellino and not like badmouth the dead or, or the presumed dead. Right. Um, there's a lot of different things, but but all right. So we do, we do this as we always do it. We're taking the skeptical point of view. Yeah. Is it yeah. possible that Raimundo and Fatimo uh, tag teamed? I don't know how, I mean, maybe their dad was drunk or something, but it, it would be hard for two kids, I think, even to subdue a sleeping man. Totally. Like, yeah. he wouldn't want to be suffocated. He would, I mean, he digs rock for a living. He's probably right. fairly strong. Right. But it, would it be possible? Yes. Would it be possible for them to hide a body, you know, somewhere in the jungles of Brazil? Yes. Um, I mean, but does it seem likely, and, and more to the point... Why would your alibi? Why would be dead? Went to work one day and just never yeah, came back. Yeah. Why is your alibi that he disappeared in a, in a puff of fucking yellow arachnid smoke? Or arachnid smoke? Oh god! You just made me pickle. Oh, I'm sorry. Eat like it smoke. Freudian so, slip. So, and why would they run for help? Why would they instantly yeah, they, go they to the police? Yeah. Why would they constantly be crying and saying, "Oh my yeah. god, we want our dad back"? Why when these children of faith who had literally prayed the entire night to get rid of these uh, to what was them even if it's not necessarily what it really was demonic creatures out of right, their own right why would they do anything to jeopardize their afterlife and their immortal souls yeah yeah that's really all they've got at this point because they don't have fucking the, parents at this point the reaction yeah. afterwards to be to be plotted out by if this if this was some super nefarious plan by a ten and twelve year old I mean it, they don't kudos know because they pulled it off point, but think. it doesn't seem like they'd be capable of doing it they might be they don't have the wisdom at that point or, right. or the uh, well like Rob yeah, was saying they never they, read a true crime they could novel, be psychopaths but that yeah, yeah that doesn't mean like they, Rob they, was saying they, they ran to the neighbor's house I mean that alone right there and I then just, the alibi of he disappeared in a puff of smoke from a fucking whatever a little metal ball yeah after then, a night of shadow yeah. boxing and then after <laughs> a, few, a, few, a few days ago by Rivellino's own admittance seeing tiny men digging a hole and flying so, away yeah, in a so, UFO. And yeah. was other thing is that Rivellino saw that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's put a little cap on this. I do not think the kids were lying. No, I don't either. I don't And I don't and, so and the fucking filthy, horrible Dr. Oliviera, who <clears throat> was complicit in one of the worst things I've ever seen happen to a child, especially a child in distress. Yeah. Even he came to the conclusion and where he publicly said, you know, this kid is sane. And he believes what he is saying. Right. He, he wasn't that's saying all that it happened. About but, that, he, yeah. but but yeah. so so even after doing that filthy horrible shit, he still came to the conclusion that Ramundo right. at least right. was being dead. So believed what he was right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that there's that angle. Obviously, I don't think any of us are on board with that. So, but there is the skeptical. The kids. So killed their father let's move on to alternative ideas. Um, I mean, from all accounts, it sounds as though this guy was targeted. I mean, at one well, point in the house, they said there, there, you know, there he is to destroy him and kill the father. Yeah, that's so, that's that's weird. It is. That is weird. So if he's a rare gem collector, right? right like uh, <laughs> a it, prospector, a prospector. It, it just it beca- it's not like it's going to be like a thing where like a rival prospector came after him with some really fucking intense bullshit. 
because none of that is doesn't even make sense. Well, it just doesn't. Maybe the rival prospector summoned something. That absolutely. Well, I don't want to go to magic and summoning. Well, but we should definitely. You're go gonna there. end up there. I know, so but why I not? Get there. There's yeah, a lot of different go routes yet. to go. Yeah, you can, you're gonna go there. I know. There's I am. no. Could uh, there be jealousy? Listen, figure listen, it out. I, <laughs> could there be jealousy among prospectors? Absolutely, especially if Rivolino was a successful prospector. Oh, that'd be a great name for a song. Fucking clearly was not. Yeah, he wasn't. He was not. True. But if he was making hand over fist, then somebody right. could do some shady shit. But then his children would have no discernible reason to not report that, you know, you know, Bill Ryan. Right. You know, European the, prospector. Uh, Bill, worst, Bill Ryan, yeah. Just, just William worst. Ryan, yeah. The, the, Bill just Ryan. The, the, the red mutton chop uh, scumbag. He, he had prospect. What was it called? Prospector envy. What did you call it? Prospector. I don't even know. So <laughs> this guy is so pissed at fucking Rivolino that he murders him. Yeah. The kids would have no reason to protect fucking Bill Ryan Un- of I- red mutton I- chop. Unless he was like some <laughs> weird like Godfather uncle, and they were friends. In in in. Uh, Revelino discovered the one thing that was going to put him over the edge, and, and Bill Ryan was like, "Because <laughs> I don't Bill, know, I, Bill Ryan." Because I don't part we, of the story. Shut the fuck up! I don't remember his name. <laughs> I'm going to call him Bill Ryan because I don't remember. All right, fine. And Bill fucking Ryan was Bill like, Ryan. "Oh, like he he did the snap, he did the fucking Boromir, and he's like, he he just fell into the trap." But for he's the like, record, Ooh. there's no Bill Ryan recorded in this account. No, I just right. And in fact, <laughs> yeah, all of the no. co-workers and friends indicated that he had no known enemies. Okay. As unsuccessful people <laughs> usually don't. Okay, we're talking right. about the, the is, unknown is Bill Ryan. Okay. Like the unknown <laughs> the bag. Unf- so what Bill Ryan is, is the unfathomable real. Okay. Now yeah. let's get into the slightly more fathomable Real quick before we unreal. leave this. Yeah, is the it- anti-benefactor that is unnamed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Ryan. Uh, Bill Ryan. So if, if there's going to be a hashtag Bill Ryan, if, if our listeners are going to get that going, then just make sure you tag me in that as well. So Yeah. So the, you can the, savor every Ryan Bill Ryan moment. The anonymous antagonist, Bill Ryan. So, all right. Obviously, this starts off with him coming home, seeing these little humanoid uh, people digging a hole. They jump over, uh, you know. They, which, for some reason in my mind, it's a like gleeful jumping. Like, yee! They kind of <laughs> jump. I don't know why. It seems cute. Okay. Well, okay. And I don't know it's what kind of fucking, clothes they're wearing. What, what, is that, what is that fuck-sucking leprechaun movie that Disney put out? The forever? leprechaun? Bill, Bill Ryan and the Little People. <laughs> no, what, what was it called? Darby O'Gill and the Little People. You guys remember that? Where they're all frolicking. I absolutely no, no, Darby O'Gill, yeah. I do not remember that at all. How oh. long ago was this put out? Oh, it was made in the 50s, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was just I, I, not like Gill. seasonally. I wasn't alive or watching TV then, so. <laughs> oh, my God. It was on TV when we were fucking kids, I dude. don't watch... Seasonal TV. You don't watch the Irish. I don't TV. watch yeah, no, seasonal. I, I don't watch seasonal TV. TV. I don't watch seasonal do. TV. No, you that don't. Is a I watched the. I watched. You watch the fuck out of Halloween. I stuff. watched this. Yeah, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. It's fucking seasonal. That's it. It's the only thing. Can we stop digressing? I protest the rest. Wow. Yeah. I'm exactly. Not, I'm on point. Unbelievable. I'm not. I don't believe this. Let's bullshit. get back to Bill Ryan. <laughs> Fine, Bill Ryan. So Darby O'Gill and Bill Darby Ryan O'Gill. inspired. Yeah, exactly. Right. Jesus Christ. I don't think no. there was I don't think that he was taken out in a fucking random act of envy or no, human on human violence. But these things did target but him. But here's what I'm intrigued by. They knew by. it was him. Well, s- just seemingly. This, just calling the things that he saw digging in his yard dwarves. So I've read enough Tolkien over the years and, you know, done my studies on the wee folk and the leprechauns and the whatnot. And if there's one thing that we all know dwarves are legendary for is loving and being possessive of their gems. 
They don't want humans fucking with them. They don't want other dwarves oh. fucking with them. They certainly don't want goblins fucking I with them. See this angle. Or pixies yeah. or imps. So you've got a diamond prospector living in what is, I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but clearly a place where precious stones are, are discovered. Right. And they're digging near his house. Some people are speculating they're planning something. Other people are speculating they're trying to get something out. But maybe they discovered that Rivolino's land is maybe had a rich vein under it. Maybe he was unsuccessful in the field, but was accidentally had his little humpty, as they call it in Australia. Uh, oh, a humpy, humpy. My bad. Uh, maybe humpty. that was the maybe that was on. dance. On. Humpty as in the dance. Humpty yeah. really? as in the broken egg that couldn't be repaired by oh. all the top surgeons of the day. Okay, good. Yes, way to go even back farther than the humpty dance by Digital Underground. That's what I'm saying, Robert. All right, so I'm sorry. My my humpy callback you was old, an abject fail. Regardless, the shithole he lived in with his kids might have been on top of a very very rich. I don't think diamonds come in veins. Like or gold, but who knows? No, or quite possibly, maybe he happened to stumble across something while he was collecting his rare gems, and maybe they realized, like, oh, what so does here's he have? The, all right. So again, we're going to go into speculation territory. territory, but maybe he did find something, and you know, rather than jeopardize himself and his family before he could like turn it over for a proper profit, hidden hid it in his yard, but he had taken the wee folks most precious of objects, Could which is be. pretty much anything they own because they are super covetous. They fucking yeah. don't like people to begin with and they are certainly... I mean, I'm going right back to Tolkien on this. They they are at loathe for anyone to go into their minds and touch their shit. And kind of like the Potosi Sheep Slayer callback that t-shirt is available at our website, right. hellerspace.com. Uh, they favorite, do have the tech. Way. Oh, yeah. They are known to have tech. That, this is why... I am, dwarves are gnomes. Well... Because I mean, this sounds like an amalgam. It, it, it it could be, yeah, gnomes no, seem to be gnome? like the tech tinkerers, but the gnomes seem to but be no, like the builders d- and dwarves, engineers. Dwarves, though, too. Dwarves, well, I'm going dwarves by Skyrim. Are, d- but... Dwarves are mostly known as miners. Right. Uh, you're right. Gnomes are tinkerers, and, and like the, they're the patent but officers. I feel, I feel, they're the yeah, high tech yeah, of the fairy uh, world. Yeah. They're like the, the, the front office. Yeah, they, they, they keep shit tight. So okay. So, but regardless, whatever these things are, it's not like uncommon to hear of these diminutive fairy folk having tech with them. So, if for some reason they did have whatever these, you know, whether the, the whether it's the, the two 16 inch diameter balls that from into one, or if it's just red hat that flies away, or whatever, whatever their whatever level of tech just, they got going on is weird. clearly fucking way beyond us. That's why my first thought. Well, or maybe it's alternate creatures that share the earth with us. We've talked about these before. Oh. We talked about a little bit with the Dairy Fairy. We've talked about yeah, it in yeah. other podcasts we've Potosi done. Potosi Sheep Slayer. Madura Goblin, the Potosi Sheep Slayer. Um, the idea that, especially in South America with the Potosi Sheep Slayer, yeah. um, diminutive, non-human, but humanoid, intelligent species that are living in secret... Um, that have become the the stuff of fantasy and legend in terms of pop culture and uh, and folkloric you know and uh, you know stories and, and mythology, um, but might really represent bona fide biological beings that, like Mark was saying, have access to high tech that they develop themselves that are maybe even slightly in advance uh, or significantly in advance of what we've developed, uh, especially in 1962. We didn't have free floating merging technology but it still right. seemed to need fire and a rudder <laughs> yeah. and, and whatever else yeah. um kind of steampunky but but the idea to me the simplicity of it dwarves are covetous of their gems you're right. stealing their shit or if you just happen to be in an area or if you just see them doing their work i mean there are lots of stories 
uh, you know, of yore, where if you just catch fairy folk doing stuff that you're not supposed to see, you get whisked away and it's on. Now, maybe you're living in another yeah. land the rest of your life and having orgies and dancing by the fire pit and drinking their grog. Probably it, not. You know, Rivellino but... might not have lived a miserable life. You might have taken a little tiny wife and made I mean, new maybe, fa- yeah, maybe. kids. They, they... Or he might have been tortured and <laughs> devoured and, and whatever. Yeah, but they said maybe to destroy him, kill the father. Oh, yeah. No, that's you're right. Like, oh, yeah, there's yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a little oh, bit you know, of a weird prophecy you know involved in there. Shambles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shambles. A weird prophecy. So a weird prophecy. Destroy well, the father. I mean, yeah, that's, oh, that's a weird. Oh, it's a prophecy in the sense that it happened like an hour and a half or two hours. Sure, ago. sure. Are you talking like exorcist prof- prophecy? No, I'm saying. Or... I, I I don't know. There's no prophecy that... in the exorcist, was there? I'm, I'm just like, I'm, are we talking demonic? I'm, I'm saying talking... at the time that that is is a prophecy. If someone right. says like doo and then something happens. I don't know if it's a so... prophecy so much as it's a threat. Is it a declaration? Well, it happened. A declaration of intent. I, yeah, but you know how I feel about declarations. If you go before a judge and don't you're a monster and you're don't like, declare. did you threaten this guy? It's like, it was a declaration of intent. <laughs> you are <laughs> no, not still the same off. thing. It's yeah. like, dude, don't do this. I'll punch your fucking balls. <laughs> and then then you do it and I punch your balls. That's right, prophecy. It would right. be so much more convenient. <laughs> that's, <laughs> prophecy. That's, that's prophecy. prophecy. That's true. It's Chris you Ball did it. Your Chris balls got ball punched. Punching prophecy. Yeah. All right, cool. If the little guys had like said, you didn't see anything, don't tell anything. Anybody about this? Why do they sound different? Brooklyn? Shut your mouth. They don't. My, I can never do an accent. <laughs> Brazil. This was 100. We'll get a dwarfish. fucking hoagie. I'll punch a dick. Oh shit! Big Lou's back. No, no, it's he not Big Lou. I know. It sounds like Big Lou. That is a Brazilian dwarf. What? Yeah, you can't talk about Big Lou. No, it was oh, not. See? You're a fool. I'll punch you. Yeah. I'll punch yeah. you. Yeah. Fucking dick. There you go. See. I'll, I'll do my had, terrible Big Lou the rest of the episode. No, had said dwarves made such a promise slash declaration of intent to yeah. Rivellino, yeah. and then the next day he goes to work and like, guys, guess what I saw? Then he's fucked. Legitimately fucked. He was warned. He was fucked. Okay. But that's not what happened. Yeah. He busted them. They looked startled. They jetted. They, they flew jumped, away yeah. into the cosmos or wherever the hell they went. Yeah. And then a few Out days later, <laughs> scum blob shadows, nasty right. little turd buggles, Start roaming yes, around his bubbles. home, yeah. doing their fucking nefarious shit, whispering evilly, making you pray until the crack of dawn to say it's not helping. Yeah, leaving that's because the deal. of the sun and or the power of Christ compels you. It's both. And yep, then clearly, two crazy contraptions are waiting outside okay. to whisk you away yes. to the nether. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Okay. End of the uh, pod. Uh, we're, I mean, almost. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's I mean, yeah. is there really any angle that we can fit? With a UFO, we have to. There's three of them. I mean, the, yeah, there I, yeah. is. Yeah. No, I mean they are unidentified. They fly. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Now, well, what by Mark definition, is actually sure. asking is extraterrestrial. Yeah, well, yeah. that's yeah. technically okay, yeah. you're asking. Yeah, absolutely right. My inclination is not to think extraterrestrial. No, for some reason I don't really. I mean, it's, it's not to say. Now, listen. There's that famous case in Italy where two big-nosed dwarf-like things. Uh, stole a woman's flowers and shot away in their rocket. And there's another. I mean, case they might be a UFO in Finland a rocket. or Norway or somewhere where again a guy with like a peaked hat and a big nose and he looks like a prototypical elf type weefo. It's a masquerade. Was was showing up. So there's, I mean, Jacques Vallee and a lot of others oh, have made the connection between Jacques Vallee. Um, you know, passports, all, and all that. 
<laughs> the, the idea it's that, all an owl. that we yeah, folks all and extraterrestrials are indistinguishable, that either the ancient people who assumed they were we folks didn't realize they were dealing with extraterrestrials or people of the 21st century after the whole space age, who, right. the only thing they can fathom is it must be from another planet, just can't expand their mind enough to think that they're from another realm. Yeah, because, all, uh, because the shit is under the same umbrella. Earths. It's all under, all this crazy shit is under the same umbrella. There's a lot of people who suggest that. Mm. I'm not saying that I don't because I fucking do, dude. And if that's the case, then these little folks would have high technology that can fly. I mean, we have sub-atmospheric, atmospheric, atmospheric and and spacecraft. Why can't another intelligent culture do it? Well, Chris said no. That's why. But no, it doesn't matter. They haven't done it. I'm a firm believer in the Jacques... You're such a humanist. The Jacques Vallée theory of the goblin world. You're firmly dumb. That's more more like Ted Holliday. Well, I thought it was Jacques Vallée. No, I mean he he buys that. But, okay, I mean, all right. Well, I'm I'm, 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 in, I'm into that theory though. So I, you're into the I, idea. I get it. Yeah. That it's all. This, so are we dipping our toes into ultra terrestrial no. pool? No, it might be interdimensional. No, no. Oh, you no. never all right, know. No, Chris, all right, Chris. No. What do you think? Wait, yeah. All right. Let, let, let's round this out. Because he's been angry. Chris. He's been angry. This one's tough. He's mad. No, no. There's an anonymous benefactor. As, he's not there the, he's no the anti. He's the anonymous anti benefactor. The anonymous antagonist. The anonymous antagonist. Bill Ryan. Bill Bill Ryan. Bill Ryan. The unknown assailant. Is, he's, right. he's the MacGuffin. Bill Ryan. He from is the this MacGuffin. Point forth will be is the MacGuffin. The, okay. the, the the antagonist you don't know. No. Right. That missing the piece that goes wrong. Yes. All right. So Chris, what is your movie? I don't even fucking know. There's a lot in this. Okay. There's just, there's a lot. There's most there's a lot. Yeah. What I'm lot. mostly disturbed by, not to, not to interrupt you, is you, you, you why are they so pissed hey, at Rivellino? Like you yeah, feel terrible no, for the kids. Let's be honest. I mean, the whole story. I'm just reading. I'm thinking it's just the word. You know. I mean, I can't again. I can't imagine losing your mom. Then your dad just disappears. Yeah. And, and yeah. so there's that weird twinge of hope he'll show back up, though by all accounts he never did. And and yet that first day you have the police and the psychiatrist and everyone yeah. else just running up. you through the emotional and psychological ringer. There's every chance in the world these kids were fucked for life. They would have been anyway yeah. just after scum globs, but everything else on top of it. Yes. So I care most for them, but the question I'm most intrigued by is why? Like, all right, so say say it wasn't about stealing, he accidentally found one of their sweet, sweet dwarf diamonds. Say it was just something else. Like, are they are they assassins? Are they assassins? Maybe, yeah, from maybe he knew too much. Was Yeah. Was he going to do something or create something or be something someday that had to be taken out? He, right, time people. Yeah, whatever time it was, people. though, came there clearly with intent. It was like there's that looks. Well, like when him. you make a statement like that, you yeah. can't ignore that. So really, all right, so, I so guess. Chris, what 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 was your takeaway? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. I thought you had something. You were like you were like, hold on a second, wait. What no, happened? No, I was just saying you're full oh. of shit. I was. Oh, all, right, all, right, all right, fine. The Goblin World doesn't doesn't exist. Chris is completely tossing it out the window. The, no big deal. Like you can always make you can theorize about. All kinds of stuff, but then, right. but then, when you make somebody makes a statement like that, mm-hmm. then it's like, uh, well, what do you, what do you do with that? Because that, right. that, that throws a whole different dynamic. Well, as I've often said, once you add like in the mix, the magic whale to the mix. That's I call what I mean. It the magic just, whale. It, What's the it, magic whale? The magic the, whale that's is the, anything the, the, that makes the, it cosmic and profound the, the, and nonsensical. The, the and none whale. of it matters anymore. Magic whale? Because the magic whale is there and it happened <laughs> no, because of the, the magic fucking uh, whale. 
If if fucking yeah. Bill Ryan the, the is magic the whale. antagonist, the magic whale if is that one thing that fuckers one thing, like to yeah. throw in the monkey dick, if yeah. you will. They throw in there oh, and all of a sudden you can't expand your mind enough to understand the and, fucking and, little no, thing. No, I don't want to process this. I don't want to understand this logically. The magic whale did it. The magic whale is when we were talking about dragons, oh God, and then all of a sudden somebody says, Oh, breathe fire. And it did things. That's, right. that's the magic whale or of that story. Or just that you can't expand your mind enough to understand that I fairies will, and goblins I'm, and aliens and demons. Your taint is off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Your taint's coming off. I'm not, I'm not saying that you got to agree with a theory. Right. But if we're going ultra-terrestrial or, or whatever, if we're just saying all of these things technically fit under the same umbrella of weirdness. You're saying that. Well, no, Jacques Vallee and Ted Holiday and all kinds yeah, of Yeah, but you're saying, saying that right that. now. Well, yeah, right now. But I'm also, yeah. I'm also agreeing that there is something fucking crazy going on i don't i don't think of this as an extraterrestrial thing i do think here's the thing and this would be this would be a complete mind fuck what if the two dudes he saw digging some shit and that flew away in the oh. red sombrero had nothing to do with it yeah it was just like what yeah, if it was just, just some fuckers. a separate thing it had yeah. nothing to do we with call why that the chris twist right there the chris, <laughs> twist. chris twist that yeah, is the unmagic whale yeah yeah that is the land whale the pedestrian mm. whale that's the the dead mud skipper. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to make a lexicon. All right, so Rob, I know. Are, Rob, are you and I gonna gonna hang out here and uh, ride off together in the sunset like Thumb and Louise with our idea of these being um, some type of fairy folk? I, I'm inclined. Dwarven fairy. Does, does, I, I, can you interchange the two? Almost as much as I love the idea of plant sentience, I love the idea <sighs> of alternate life God forms. I know. Don't it. cringe. Don't cringe because I'm telling you, we're going to live to see that confirmed, and then everyone will be like, good job, Rob. <sighs> nice going. No. Way to think outside of the, the green I box. Know. It's possible. All right. Unless well, we don't. But, but let's just table that for we're now. Be, we're just going to continue the withering to looks be disappointed with you. Are eating into my soul. Oh, okay, good. Withering Heights. Oh, withering. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That having been said, I'm just as fascinated by the idea that we share this world with alternate, intelligent, humanoid species that are not you know humans as we are, mm-hmm. but, but that have access to technology, their own development. They want to stay separate from us. They are the source of legends of, of we folks. Like an but, offshoot but, civilization. But, yeah, yeah but, I, but I don't necessarily think, though, I mean, I'm open to the possibility, but I don't necessarily think they're magical and that in a time when you believe in them, they're real, like Tom Cruise's legend, but in a time when you put all your faith in science and cable TV, they fade away. I, I, it's not that black and white to me. To me, it's like if you have alternate technology, one of the things you would learn first about modern humans is avoid them. Right. We are dangerous. We are mean. We are carnivorous. We are racist and ugly. And not all of us, obviously, but as a general, as a species, we are to be avoided. <clears throat> we are troublesome and we are well armed. Right. So if even if you could take us, if you just want to do your own fucking thing and, and build your own tech and live your sweet life, right. you just, you, you, the decision so, would be made to probably not interact. So with occasionally us. they no, assassinate yeah. us? With their oh, weird sure. mustard gas? Dude, if you go back into fairy lore, the, I mean, they steal people all the time. Women because <laughs> right. they're yeah, cute, well, boys because they're cute, guys because they turn left instead of right on right. a path. Any number yeah, of no, reasons. Although, sometimes uh, they do heinous shit, sometimes they do sweet stuff. Right, you never right, know. Right. I will toss this out there, though. We have had, uh, as per the, our Flatwoods episode, uh, they had a gas weapon as well, just like Flatwoods. That's true. So not saying which, that... Which to me smacks of tech. Right, which sounds like tech. Not saying that yeah. only aliens have gas weapons well, because I, I everyone mean, they have can tech. have a gas weapon. Like, like take, take the two garden diggers and their red hat out of the equation. Just the two, the, the black and white and the black 
floating fish, as I call them, right. and their ability e- to shoot flames and fumes. Right, turn to one. Okay. I mean, why else would you need an antenna if you're not a drone or at least a vehicle that has something right. inside of it? Um, that, sort of like that the, is trying to communicate. Yeah, like the Potosi sheep slayer with his, or, or his like, helicopter Or like the hat, little baby yeah. Kira UFO with its yeah. fucking miniature oh, that's corkscrew. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, corkscrew. Oh, my so, not, yeah. so there's a lot There's a lot of ways to go. I want to think that it's an alternate thing, but I still don't want to... Well, what I want to understand, I don't want to believe that they'd be this heinous. They clearly are. Why Why? Why kill kill the dad why destroy well, him i mean uh, but again unless, I mean, unless here's the other thing i mean that's not, the bill not to bad O'Ryan, mouth the right? evidently the, the bill, bill o'ryan, o'ryan. Is anything bill o'ryan the bill ryan the, bill ryan. the magic oh, rail bill o'ryan okay get your phrases right who the fuck what o'ryan am i thinking of i don't know bill o'reilly the former oh, bill o'reilly, conservative yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 did he get busted for like sexual harassment or something yeah okay all right well moving on it happens right fucked up but here you go <laughs> it happens yeah i don't know fucking whatever so what 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 I'm, you know, what I'm most perplexed by is what their agenda was, and there's part of me, and again, not to speak ill of the presumed dead, maybe Rivolino was a shit heel, maybe he Whoa. did hang his shit to his kids, Whoa. maybe maybe these we folk were like protecting the sons from Whoa. just horrific well, abuse. Well, okay, but we have no, and they by are like, all accounts, they are like interdimensional child protective service. No, by all accounts, he was a stand-up dude. We can't take the he, stand. Yeah, People have, what are you doing? They're not there in, in the night. They're not there. Oh. You know, when he's talking him in, it's like, God. Go, go to bed. And they get fucking beat. <laughs> wow. That's a punch. Are That's a still? fucking That was a kung fu punch. Have All you right. never watched a Shaw Brothers movie? I have. Yeah. I have. How do you not like know that sound? You've never seen All anything right. in the All news right. where but like... Here's the deal. We really don't know Rivolino. We don't know well, the, anything. Well, like, that, we don't know what his... No, we don't know. His friends might see a guy during the day, well, a, that, a work that's day. What, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I get it. I get I'm it. Not, listen, I'm not saying I think he's People vile. say this all, By all the time. His yeah. kids adored him, though a lot of kids adore abusive parents because that's their lot. You adore okay. your parents. All right. Well, I'm just... What I'm trying to do is find one tiny glimmer of hope that there aren't super intelligent, super technologically advanced, tiny hellacious amorphous blobs I know, that but, mock your prayers but, yeah, and suck but, you away but. in a fucking vaporous haze. Okay, because that well, world is a terrifying world to live in. So we're talking about dwarves and fairies. Chris, you're unconnected there's to just, any there's theory? A, there's a lot. I'm, I'm unconnected. Okay, you're unconnected. It, okay. All right. I don't think it's extraterrestrials. Okay, no, but you think, okay. All right. And that's the go-to. Yeah. I, I think most people probably Which think it's an weird. ET thing. I don't think it's it not is, weird because but... it's got UFOs, but right, I think... It does. It does. I think we're a little more in tune with what's going on here. I mean, I'm going to get you in my goddamn, uh, you know, uh, Jacques Vallee boat one day. You're going to be there with me. Dude, I love separate pockets of reality that exist within our reality that are our ultimate reality that we just can't perceive. Oh, you just chopra Psychedelic was, you just space magic whale. You just completely chopra Magic whale. All right, there it is. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Kryptonite Podcast. Uh, Patreon, check it out. Patreon.com slash Kryptonite Podcast. I did it again. I did the third time I did it. You have a hard time with that combination of words. Shit. I love Pat Gas. Patreon.com slash Kryptonaut Podcast. It really is the third time I did that. I'm um, proud of you. Thank though. you all to everyone who has contributed. It means a lot to us. We uh, we, we appreciate the support greatly. And uh, some episodes are going to be there. Uh, we've got two up now. And there's going to be more coming soon. So check that out. 
uh, T Public. Get your t shirts. Hellerspace.com will bring you to our T Public shop. Oh, so convenient. Big Cartel. Check that out too. Uh, socials, Insta's, Twitter's, and Facebook's. Um, again, Robin Cursor on Facebook. Holding that down. Um, why am I speeding up when I talk? I don't know. You always You're do. just excited to yeah. communicate things. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, ratings and reviews are always appreciated. Be sure to do that in the iTunes Apple Podcast app. Stick around after the music. We got some reviews. Wow. Are they going to be one stars or five stars? I don't know. Am I, I never sandbag know. Sandbag you assholes the, this week. The fact that you said that. Am I going to sandbag? We're going to get some I really never dark know. reviews. Nah, we're good. We have no one star reviews this weekend. That's going to do. We'll be talking to you soon. Happy Easter, fuckers. This is coming out after Easter. Shut up. This is coming out happy wow. Easter. Two weeks after Easter. You, you guys are just I hope you had Easter. a happy ham-filled Easter. Don't time. Unless don't, you're a vegetarian. Don't, don't time yell. I don't give two fucks about Easter. It's a waste time of time. But you do like Easter specials on TV, I'm not TV, saying Jesus right? is Easter. I'm just saying no. Easter. That's what you love. You, oh, love it. you said that earlier. What fucking Easter special is there? Charlie Brown's prolapse fucking chicken Easter? Wow. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Do you remember that? You know it's a I deep do. cut. Yeah. No, I don't remember it no. because it never happened. You guys know what it is. Okay. Oh, damn you. Prolapsed Easter fucking yeah, holiday. Exactly. We'll be talking to you. <sighs> Snoopy good and shit. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Sticking around for the ratings and reviews. This is coming to us from the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. Life-saving service. Five stars from Wheeltron. As a working dad, it's hard to find time to keep up with what I should or shouldn't leave on or off the table. Now, I don't have to. The Kryptonaut Podcast never fails in reminding me what things you should never leave off the table. Most notably, also terrestrials. Fair. What a great, consistent, high-quality mm. podcast that never disappoints. Uh, when you spent most of your life reading about weird phenomena and cryptids, it's very impressive to be presented with so many cases I've never heard of. Lastly, Canada. And then a little oh, emoji of a Canadian flag. Oh, yeah. nice. Thank you very much nice. there, uh, Wheeltron. What up, Canada? I love Canada. I love that people like the, the deep dig. Because, I mean, yeah. they've got to know. We've talked about it before. We debated whether or not we were going to be populists and or obscurists. And we all knew in our hearts that the weird shit is what we love. Ergo, that's, that's what the deal. we're going to fucking yeah. do. And I, and I hoped, and I think we all kind of secretly, uh, I don't know if we knew, but we secretly hoped that other people want to join the ride. And thank you for doing so. Robert, Facebook, what's going on over there? I've got a review from Chip Elder. That's, you know what? It sounds like a Lovecraftian god. Ooh, Chip, Chip Elder. It's yeah. filtered through the mid-50s. Yeah. I love Elder. that. Okay. And uh, he has to say, it's like sitting around a campfire with some beers and a group of friends. Succinct? Mm-hmm. And yet, spot on. The deal. There you go. I hope there's comfortable chairs around said campfire chip because I have an ass that is pretty sensitive. Like sitting on like lumpy logs is not my jam. No, no. Or or brambly dirt. But if oh, there's a no. comfortable chair, a campfire, and beers and friends, Th- I am that's in there the like swimwear. Okay. okay. Thank you, Chip. All right, we got a just like old friends five stars from Tara and Paul. Listening to Kryptonaut is great fun, just like sitting and catching up with old mates with a drink or ten. Funny, mm. thorough, informative, and very well read. Listening from Western Australia, so technically from the future, Paul B. All the future. Ooh. Thank you, Paul. Paul, Paul Thank Tara. You. Thanks, Paul, Paul Tara. and Tara. Thank you, Paul guys. Tara. All right, cool. Tara oh, and yeah. Paul. No, Thank you very band. much. Yeah, that's uh, what we're Facebook Robert. 
Jeremy Routabush. That's a phenomenal Ooh, name. Geez. It is very nice. I love this podcast so much. The Kryptonauts expand my knowledge of the unknown and bizarre while making me laugh so hard I'm in tears. I am working through the backlog and was literally chomping down on a salad listening to the Mossman episode. Oh, no. Laughed my ass off. Oh, man. Thank you guys for making my day better. You are fucking welcome, Jeremy. You are welcome. Right. Thank awesome. you for enjoying Moss Men and Salad. So uh, we're going to round this one out here with an amazing podcast. Five stars from Kal-El328. Pose little-known cryptids into the spotlight with hilarious commentary thrown in. Whether debating space or hell, hailing the Dark Lord, or figuring out if it was just diabetes, you'll always <laughs> nice. be entertained. They don't swear enough for my taste, but no one is perfect. Keep rolling, guys. Can't wait to dig into the Patreon content. Awesome. Thank you very much, KellL328, and uh, patreon.com slash kryptonotpodcast. Time for our Patreon. Check it out. Wow. Well, fuckity fuck. The fuckity fuckity. In case you didn't think it was for Shit balls a turd. Yeah. And you know what? I hate to out you, but I think Superman likes us. Kill L, I think he does. Oh, shit. There you go. But no, thank you, thank you, and fucking thank you. And, you know, we will try to max the profanity. Uh, Totally. We don't work hard enough. Yeah, let's do it. It's just that simple. Let's do more. All right, there you have it. And, again, the secondary goodbye. We will, in fact, at some point in the near future, (laughs) within the next seven days, be talking to you relatively soon. Not going to give an exact date because you never know what's going to happen. You never know. You Life never know. is random oh and shit happens. We spotted the black hole. I, you you, you showed me a wild picture. I didn't right even know it it, Listen, if it eats us, we're going to... It's not going to eat us. It's been there stream. for billions yeah. of years. It's not going to see us until it's like, way too late for us. Yeah. Okay, my nose itches. I have to go. Why? Well, goodbye. You can scratch your nose don't on worry the about radio. The, black hole. the virtual radio. You don't worry about the black hole. I'm not. I haven't You are. I... Shut up. <laughs> you will. Tell me what to do. I really used to worry about black holes when I was a kid. Because you were a smart a fucking kid. I worried about nuclear war and whatever black holes. I worried about that too. the doctor said, you were smart, they were fucked up. And Chris, you should be worried about nuclear war. And I'm not pray. anymore. I, Good. I, I, me and my mom, clear. we made sure it didn't happen. Because you guys prayed it away. We did. You prayed away the nuke. Every right? Friday. Excellent. On All my right. knees. There I thank is. Chris three times a week for uh, that. Yeah, no, you here. fucking better. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll be talking to you. (laughs) You're fucking welcome.